2020 episode 65 have 2020 vision with eye on 2020 the podcast that brings you all the news and events in the lead up to the next presidential election i am ray eaton and i will keep you up to date as we approach november 2020 with a libertarian perspective of all the candidates and their policies along with the news Thank you for tuning in. Now let's clear our vision. everybody, Ray and here, your host of ION 2020. Thank you for joining me. I am broadcasting from sunny or snowy, you might say, South Carolina. Just crazy. I'm driving into work this morning and uh, driving north towards the Charlotte area and from Columbia, South Carolina. So I'm driving north towards the Charlotte area and it's April and we don't hardly ever get snow in South Carolina. I mean, there was no snow all all winter long this year, there's been no snow. It's been pretty cold. It's been a colder than normal winter. There's been a lot of um, little fronts that come through, and they'll get some snow in the mountains of North Carolina and so forth. But not a lot of snow in South Carolina. I think there was a misting up in the up upstate of the South Carolina uh, earlier this year, but that was about it. So I'm driving down the interstate. I-77 runs north from uh, Columbia up through all of North Carolina and then into Virginia. And then it goes from there into West Virginia and I believe it ends up going up towards the uh, the Detroit area, ultimately. But driving down, driving up 77 towards the Charlotte area, and I get to this one point, and there's just rain coming down like crazy. And uh, just pouring rain. I, I, I can hardly drive more than about 60 miles an hour. And then get a little further, and I start noticing a little bit of a, you know, some snowflakes. And it just gets this heavy, just heavy, thick snow. It's just absolutely crazy. Uh, so... Today, I was just, I mean, just blew my mind. Lots of global warming going on, apparently. I don't know. I hate when people kind of allude to that. Like, it's kind of uh, kind of silly to say just because, you know, if there is global warming just because, you know, it's snowing, that means that it disproves everything. I, I don't ever like people that refer to that. I'd rather have a more scientific basis if you're going to try to prove to me that there is no global warming or vice versa. If you're going to prove me that there is global warming, I want some more scientific basis on that. Uh, more evidence and more facts, you know, but anyway, so driving into work and I just, it's just, the snow is just pounding, man. It was absolutely crazy because in April, you'd never expect that. And I don't even think the states, any of the state, uh, North Carolina or South Carolina, I don't think they expected it either. I was talking to somebody earlier today and they did say to me that their brother works for the state of North Carolina and they didn't anticipate snow whatsoever because usually they'll go and they'll spray the spray the roads with some kind of salt solution uh, that keeps the snow from sticking, makes it melt uh, on contact and so forth, and they didn't even have time to do that, so just uh, this crazy cold front that goes through, and I got kind of stuck in it, but that's okay, that was fun, I got some good pictures of an April snowstorm, which, like I said, rarely happens in uh, South Carolina, and I wonder if it's, I'd, I'd like to look it up and see if this is the first time it's ever snowed in uh, South Carolina in, in April, because... Uh, that's definitely something that doesn't happen too often. I think, you know, the last time I got snow was a couple of years ago. There was about a half an inch of snow, maybe two inches of snow. My daughter was out there. Yeah, it was more, probably about two inches of snow. And my daughter was out in the green in front of our house and she made like, you know, 12 snowmen, 12 little snow, snowmen just because, uh, 
it was like her not her first time in snow we go snowboarding all the time but first time that it really snowed heavily heavy enough in our town that we live in to you know start building snowmen and usually you know it's good sticky snow when you're in the south because uh, it's, there's a lot of moisture in the air. You go up north to New Hampshire, and you go up north into Maine and so forth, uh, and that snow doesn't really stick together too well uh, when it comes down. But in the south, it certainly does, and she made some good snowmen. But anyhow, um, besides that, broadcasting from South Carolina, and uh, now it's starting to warm up, just a little bit wet outside today. And uh, here I am. I just wanted to put together a good show for you guys, and and let you guys know what's going on in the news. Uh, go ahead if you can. If you like what you hear, uh, subscribe to the show. That'll be on your favorite podcatcher. You just, you know, whatever you're listening to on right now, just go ahead and go into that podcatch or podcast app and push subscribe if you like. And if you can, go ahead and give me a five-star rating and review. That would be uh, highly appreciated. You can follow me on ionthempire.com, and you can also follow me on Twitter, and that's at ionthempire. And there you can also um, become a supporting listener if you'd like and you can go to the website and click on the support icon and you'll be able to support the show if you, if you want to up to you you know uh, I'm doing this as a hobby and it's more for fun but there is a little bit of cost to me uh, so that's why I'm just trying to make sure that you know if there's a way to put a little bit of you know put a little bit of extra money you know into the pocket in order to cover those costs that's the only reason why I put together that um subscription or you know a a way for you guys to go ahead and um send some money my way if you wanted to so but i appreciate all my listeners i really do and i noticed that we're getting more and more people every single day listening to this show so if it's your first time listening thanks and please come back tomorrow and you can do that just by subscribing so anyhow let's move on to the news of the day uh there is a little bit of something going on right now and that is that donald trump uh yesterday he throughout this huge little bombshell and it says he basically tweeted and said that he thinks that you know we need to put off getting rid of Obamacare until after the 2020 election when he has a Democrat or when he has a Republican House and a Republican Senate he really thinks he's going to win win big in the Senate and in the House and that's what he's trying to do I was you know thinking about this and just you know getting into this idea he thinks that it's going to be a winning issue for him that he's going to end Obamacare completely. Now, we do have a court battle going on right now, and I guess the the Supreme Court is going to be voting on, or ruling on, I guess they don't really vote, they rule on whether or not Obamacare is constitutional. There's a lower court that kind of struck it down and said that it's not constitutional if there is no uh, if there's no tax that goes along with it, then it's not constitutional to have an individual mandate or uh, anything like that. So the Supreme Court's going to be hearing, hearing this case in the next couple of days, and they're going to be ruling on this thing as well. So the big news is that they're going to be ruling on it, and then uh, Donald Trump says that he has the plan that's going to you know, be so much better than Obamacare. It's going to lower your rates. It's going to lower your premiums and make it easier and accessible and so forth. And he's just kind of boosting up this idea, this non-idea kind of that they have such a a great plan because you haven't really seen the the Republicans come out with a plan. But they're, he's trying to say that the Republicans are going to be the party of health care and so forth. Um, I don't know that this is a winning issue for him, to be honest with you. And the reason why I say that is because most people nowadays 
Obamacare is not a pain to them right now, right? Uh, there is no individual mandate. People still, you know, people that are his base still want it gone. I mean, ever since 2009 when they passed this thing on a Christmas Eve, uh, it's been something that, I mean, it was passed only by Democrats voting for it. No Republicans. So it's completely a partisan vote uh, across party. You know, n- nobody crossed their party lines in order to vote for that thing on the Republican side. Senate, same thing. They actually, what was it, Jerry Brown or Terry Brown or s- something like that. A senator from Massachusetts, he ran uh, a campaign basically saying that if you vote for me, I'll go into the Senate and I will not vote for the Obamacare bill, right? And then he won, but they still managed to get it passed through some kind of conniving and stuff that they didn't have to get 60 votes. But he became the 60th vote, or excuse me, the, the uh, I guess the 41st vote on the Republican side so that they would not pass Obamacare. He gets in and he becomes that 41st vote, but somehow the Democrats still were able to get it passed. I can't remember exactly how it was, but it was some kind of way that they could get it done with just a majority, not a supermajority. So, I mean, hugely unpopular when it was when it was voted upon originally. Hugely unpopular unpop- for, you know, years and years afterwards. A lot of Republicans in 2010 and then again in 2012 ran on the idea of getting rid of Obamacare. And then again in 2014 and... uh they never the republicans never got got obamacare uh to be withdrawn because they kept on passing these bills in the house in order to get rid of obamacare but it could never make make it past the senate and even if it did make it past the senate it wouldn't have got past Barack obama so next thing you know you got donald trump who wins election he has a house and a senate that are both republican and the Republicans never decided they're going to pass uh, a bill to get re- to repeal Obamacare. They were talking about doing a repeal and replace. They came up with some kind of watered down version of it. Uh, it never got through. And all these big promises that they would do that they would repeal Obamacare just never came to pass. And then you have 2018, and the Democrats now take the House, and now that's never going to happen. You're never going to have them vote to repeal Obamacare. And now they're just, now the new lingo is repeal and replace. So that's what Donald Trump is looking at, is a way to repeal Obamacare and then replace it with Trump care, essentially. And that's what he wants to do. Um, I just don't think that's a winning issue for him at this point. I think that people are comfortable with what they're, what the way that things are now the fire in the belly of these people that are voting based upon Obamacare is gone. Um, we're good with the status quo as Americans, you might say. That's the way that most Americans are. They become comfortable in this stuff. And it's just, you know, I just think Obamacare is just going to sit there and linger and just kind of sit out there, right? Um, just waiting for some Democrat to take office that's going to try to reinstitute it makes make it a crime not to have you know make it a big tax not to have health care again and so forth and then we then people become so unhappy with it that it ultimately leads to some type of medicare for all single payer system that's the democrats ultimate goal um and they're going to kind of mess around with things until they can make that happen i think right but definitely i mean getting back to it it's not a winning issue for donald trump because there's not a lot of fire in the belly of the people that are uh wanting to fight against obamacare
but he thinks it's going to be a winning issue, and I think that so that's why he's saying we're going to vote on this thing after 2020 when we have the House and the Senate. He thinks it's going to be something that he can run on. Um, I'm just I'm not I'm not convinced that that is the case. So uh, I would love to see them repeal Obamacare. I'd love to see them repeal anything that has to do with laws that govern the way that we're insured. Uh, just because from a libertarian standpoint, coming coming at it from from that view. Uh, we want a limited government, and definitely when the government controls the way that health care is given to people, the way that health insurance is regulated, uh, those are things that are going to cause you to have less choices, and less choices means uh, higher premiums down the road, right? For example, there is no way to have like a, let's say you have $10,000 just sitting in a checking account. There's no way for you to just go get a $10,000 deductible plan uh, that only covers you in case of some extreme emergency where you know the prices of price of your surgeries or whatever goes above ten thousand dollars, that would be a a tiny fraction of the cost of what it would cost you today with these you know two thousand dollar family deductible plans. I mean these five hundred dollar deductible plans and so forth that you have uh, there. But the government regulates things so much that you don't have a lot of these options that you would have. I mean there could be catastrophic care plans. There can be an unlimited number of ways that you can care for yourself and get health care or health services or health insurance if you want. Um, you know, like, why wouldn't there be a way to just go to the hospital and say, hey, I'll just pay you, you know, 200 bucks a month. And if I end up coming here on an emergency room visit, then you guys take care of it for me for free. It's like a, you know, you pay to be a member of this hospital group or something. There's no ways that, that there is no options for you on that right now. But if I could come up with an idea like that, then somebody else would come up with a much better idea to the point where it would be almost free for you if you had, you know, a completely open free market to make this, you know, to have healthcare the way that you want it, right? Uh, but politicians always come in, they think they know better, they think they can be more, they, they think they can pass laws that'll help to make you more secure in your feeling, they think that just because they say the government can do it, that you're going to feel better about it, and people fall into that trap and believe that just because there's a law passed that they can you know that, that it makes things better when in reality it, a lot of times it makes things more expensive and sometimes it makes you even more insecure as it is so uh like for example with obamacare people are way more insecure now because uh in these obamacare exchanges you have companies like aetna that pulled out you have blue cross that's the only person or the only company that's offering health insurance to you so they have a monopoly on that on your business um so then they could charge a little bit higher premiums or they can give you a little less care and so forth so i mean so you're more insecure at that point because of the politicians trying to be do-gooders right um but anyway that's that's my feeling on donald trump and his new call to not try to end obamacare now but to wait till after the 2020 election uh i just think that it's a ploy and he thinks i think he thinks it's gonna be a winning issue for him and it's not um but anyway, that's all, that, that's all I really have on that. So let's go ahead and move on to some other pieces of news as well. So one thing I wanted to bring up is this Rasmussen Reports uh, polling that's been going on. They do their daily tracking poll. And yesterday I was looking at it, and uh, this, since this Mueller, this Mueller investigation is over, Donald Trump is skyrocketing in, the, in these, uh, you know, in his approval ratings and let me jump into that because that's what i kind of want to talk about today 
is or one of the pieces of news that I want to talk about today is Donald Trump in the I mean his his approval rating is just I mean yesterday it was at 51% and I'm going to try to see what it is today so yeah it was um it was 51% on Monday on Tuesday it's 48% and I like I said I always I've said this before I always uh report the evening before the show comes out that's when I release it because I release it at 5 a.m on uh let's this one will release 5 a.m on Wednesday so I'm recording at night but right now it's a uh, 48% total approve of Donald Trump as the president and what he's doing and uh, yesterday it was 51% so, uh, and it's been steadily going up ever since this uh, Mueller report has been released this is the only sorry there's been two days it has gone down one day it went down by 1% and, and yesterday it went down by 3% but those are statistical errors right those are within the margin of error of of where we're at but yeah, I mean it's just if you look at the numbers he is really benefiting from this Mueller report being over with. Now the press is really going after him right now to say that this Mueller report does not end this investigation. It's only the beginning that once the report is finally released to Congress, that it's up for their interpretation. And that's where we're heading now is the Congress, you know, the House of Representatives, they want to get this report and they want to tear through it. I think Nancy Pelosi was quoted as saying that uh, right now it's up for our interpretation. I'm not going to just leave it to the attorney general to interpret it, but this is up for us to interpret. So they're going to interpret it how they want to. They're going to find the very worst possible things in there and try to go after them on those. And then the Republicans are going to go after the very best things in there and go after and, you know, try to defend the president on that. That's just the way that politics is. It's a dirty game. So that's what we're looking at. But this Mueller report, I mean, it is just really benefiting Donald Trump overall uh, that it's over with now. So I think that in the end, you're going to be looking at a president that, you know, if he gets above that 50%, which he was there yesterday, uh, that is good for his reelection. Those that approve. Now, let's look at the st- strongly approve versus those who um, strongly disapprove. And yesterday, the number was 38% strongly approved. And then today it's 36% strongly approved. But when you have a, but it's been go that number has been going up ever since as well. Along with his strongly disapprove has been coming down slightly, uh, from 44% down to uh, 40%. So 44% on the on March 25th, down to 40%. That would be April 2nd. So. Um, those that strongly disapprove are, you know, there's less people that strongly disapprove of, it, of him as the president, uh, and then there's more people that strongly approve of him as a president. And it's a, I think they, there's a term that they use, and it's a, the difference between the strongly disapprovers and the strongly approve, and that's his, 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 he's at a negative four right now, which means that four percent more people strongly disapprove versus those that approve of him. Uh, but that's that's a good thing for him. I mean, his strongly approved number is going way up. And I've said that before as well, that that strongly approve are those people that are his major supporters, right? Those that, um, that love the guy that are going to vote for him, no matter what 36% of people that were polled. That's pretty impressive. If you ask me, because when you look at it, only about 
70% of people actually vote anyway. So if you have 36% of people that strongly approve of him, then you have 36% of people that are going to vote. That's half the people are going to go out and vote for this guy no matter what um, because they strongly approve of what he's doing. And then you have, and I wonder when they take this into account, is this people that are voting are likely voters or what? So let's see. Rasmussen Daily Report presidential tracking poll for Tuesday shows 48% of likely U.S. voters approve of the President Trump's job performance, 51% disapprove. The latest figures include 36% who strongly approve of the job Trump is doing and 40% who strongly disapprove. Okay. And this is likely U.S. voters. Okay, so now that's the specific. These are likely U.S. voters, so it's not going to be um, the, that 30 or so percent of people that don't vote, those people are going to be left, they would be left out of this type of poll anyway. So, but you do have a very high number for this guy right now uh, when it comes to those that are, you know, that approve of the president's job. And it's only going up uh, as this Mueller investigation comes to a close. Now, the Democrats are going to beat him up and the Republicans are going to offend him. I mean, you see that on Fox News. They'll defend the crap out of him on you know, their primetime hours, and then MSNBC is just going to beat the beat the pants out of the sky as much as they can, right? And uh, that's just the way it is. You guys just need to be able to le- learn to stay above that fray and just kind of, you know, take things for what they are. As a libertarian, a lot of times we're very critical of government, and that's a good thing. So you should be critical of your governors as well, those people that rule you. Uh, be critical of those people and look at, it thing, look at everything from a critical eye and see, you know, realize that sometimes it is the press that's just like manipulating a lot of these situations right um they're just trying to get viewers i mean that's really what they're trying to do and the more that they pander to their particular base which is fox news has the you know older conservative folks and then msnbc has those more liberal folks they're going to pander to their base and put people on that are going to agree with a certain um agenda that they have so um but what you have to do you know, what you can do is just kind of spend your time fi- listening to the show and figuring out, you know, what, what is the real truth behind this matter? And, you know, is, you know, are these numbers, are they, you know, how accurate are they? How much are they going to help the president to become reelected or for a Democrat to get elected? Um, and then also come back with the knowledge and say, hey, you know what, um, is a third party candidate a better thing? Should I jump on that side of the of the political spectrum and vote for a third party candidate as a sign of disapproval to the two party system that we have. Those are things that you could take into account as well. Um, as for me, I typically do not vote. I think anyone that's listened to the show long enough knows that I just really enjoy kind of the, um, the back and forth banter that goes on between these parties. I think it's kind of funny. I think that it's just a, you know, it's a struggle for power between these two sides when really it's the, you know, it's two sides of the same coin. And, you're looking at a Republican and a Democrat that really, you know, the, the establishment in those parties, they really are not too much different. I kind of enjoy watching Donald Trump, who's kind of an outsider in this world and outsider in this world of politics, right? He's the Republican that was supposedly anti-war uh, going, not anti-war, but anti-foreign invention going into the presidency. And they've slowly been able to change his views on that, it seems like to me. But he definitely was an outsider going in there, and it was kind of fun to watch and see how people freaked out over, you know, Donald Trump becoming president. And then, 
you know, when really it wouldn't have been too much different if Hillary Clinton becomes president because we're still living in a country, man. And uh, the U.S. government doesn't have that much control over your lives and doesn't have that much power over your lives overall, except for the things that your kids are taught, uh, the kids, things that you eat and so forth. But, I mean, let's be honest, the most, the most that they do is take a ton of money out of your paycheck every single day. And, you know, I think that those are things that we should be fighting against. Uh, and that's and that's why I do this show is to kind of get that message out there of small government, of individual individualism, of self ownership, um, non aggression towards other people, and things of that. And that's the libertarian message that that I that I try to you know share with you guys on a daily basis. And I do that through sharing the news and showing the sharing the information about this uh, political campaign. So uh, I do appreciate all of you coming out and listening, though I really do. And go ahead and subscribe if you can, and then come on back tomorrow and have clear vision for the 2020 election.